Welcome back to another episode of The Scorer's Table. I'm William Robbins, recording all the way from San Diego, California, joined, as always, by Julian McKee. What is good, everybody? Man, New Year's Day. I don't even know. This is this doesn't feel like a holiday. I guess this is technically a holiday, but you know, I I beat the hangover from last night. You know, <laughs> you always got to get you got always got to get up in the mer- the morning early from a hangover. That's my key. You know, you got to get some coffee, get a shower in you. Always all good. But uh, but you know the vibes. I'm excited to talk some basketball. Life is good. I'm about to be in Brooklyn permanently in a few weeks. You know, you might see me. You might see me eating oxtail on an undisclosed location, all times of night. I'm very Love excited. Shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me and Will are be about to be eating some fucking oxtail before recording the <laughs> podcast. You know, we're gonna give you guys some live content. You you know it, you know it. Um, but but anyway, yeah, let's let's get right to it. Let's get right to it. Oh, Will, Will, how's uh so tell me, how's meeting the parents? It's good. It's yeah. good. All good. Um, let me just say I've been in California now for like four or five days. I don't know why anyone would ever live anywhere else. This is this is beautiful here. <laughs> I, I love I love New York. I love Brooklyn. I love I love getting to be there. But God damn, it's seventy one degrees, and I wore a t shirt yesterday. And we out here like at the beach and whatnot, or nah, it's too co- it's too cold to do that. But I've, I'm I'm going today just to kind of see it. Yeah, honestly, before I move to before I go to California, I gotta learn how to swim first. I gotta <laughs> I gotta <laughs> I gotta hit the the community center somewhere. I don't even know. I need to. I need to get all my swimming skills because I've been to Cody because I've only been to Cody Island once and I was in the winter. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to turn up the summer. Anyway, anyway, let's get. It. Uh, <laughs> we, we we got a lot of stuff to talk about this week. So, yeah. So, uh, so we got Philadelphia up first. Am I right, Will? Yeah. So Philadelphia, they're sixth place in the Eastern Conference. Um, they're twenty three and thirteen, which is a pretty good record. Um. <laughs> 64% winning percentage, but here's the catch. They're on a four-game losing streak. They lost last night to Indiana. It was a blowout. It wasn't even close. And we've had our first reports of hardcore dysfunction. Um, after the game, Josh Richardson was quoted as saying, I don't think there's enough accountability in our locker room right now, honestly. I think we've got some new guys who don't want to step on toes, including myself. I feel like we kind of go play, but don't compete as much. This quote came right after Al Horford said that he believes that his role in the Sixers' offense is very limited. Oof. Well, well, let me just say something real quick. I mean, Al Horford, like, like, what did you think, my guy? I mean, yeah. I'm sorry. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm all, I'm all here for Al Horford. Like, like, like you will. I was one of the mm-hmm. people like two years ago. I was saying Al Horford is an all star. If you don't, if you're looking at the stats exclusively as to what kind of a player Al Horford is, you're wrong and should watch basketball more often. I'm still yes. very much behind that take. And you know he, and, and I'm happy he got his money this summer. I mean, he got paid too much over too, too, uh, too long amount of time. But like. Yep. I'm sorry, Al. Like this is this is kind of what you're 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 not here to like run the offense. I'm sorry. Like you're you're here to be a great teammate. Um, you know, yep. move the ball, uh, get some rebounds, and space the floor. Al Horford is not on the Sixers just to put the ball in the hole. But I will say this: on a night like last night, with no Joel Embiid in sight, Al Horford mm-hmm. only had five points, two assists, and three rebounds. Yeah, you got to expect more out of him than that on a night where Embiid isn't there. 
But here's the thing with Al Horford. We'll start off with Al, Horford, Al Horford's comments, then we'll get to Josh Richardson. Mm-hmm. So Al Horford signed for this huge deal. And, and, and obviously, like you just said, I am first team all Al Horford fan. I love Al Horford. I was very sad to see him go until I saw the contract he's on. Mm-hmm. So that so him him leaving didn't really bother me. But I don't really again like like you just said, I don't know what he was expecting. He he signed up. Al Horford is best at playing center. He's best being a pick and pop guy. He's best get catching the ball in kind of the high post area, making plays, making decisions. I don't know what he was expecting his role to be. Um, the thing is, he's actually taking more shots per game this year than he did last year. But he's just, he's not playing in a position where he's being a decision maker. He's more of just a floor spacer. Mm-hmm. And if you're Philly, that's kind of okay. I mean, I'd rather have the ball in Embiid's hands. I'd rather have Embiid down low than, than Horford. No, I completely agree with that, and you know that's that's something. I mean, we've all obviously talked about. Like, it feels like every single week at this point with uh, with Embiid. Oh, is this going to be the Embiid in the post? Is he going to be around the three point line? Brett Brown, what are you doing? And obviously, that connects all the way back to Ben Simmons, who we've been obviously very critical upon this podcast because Ben Simmons doesn't know how to respect his elders. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to my man Jared Dudley. We need you back in Brooklyn. We'll get to that later. Um, but anyway, yeah, I mean, it's this, this this Philly team, it was a weird fit from the jump, obviously. And I mean, they've they've got a trade to make. They've they've still got a trade to make. I mean, yeah, I think- they have they have pieces, but I really I feel like um there there's so much wrong with how Philly operates. I don't like their defensive strategies. I don't like how they play offensively. And again, I have, and I don't know how long I've been saying this, I don't think you can win with Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons is now in year three of his career, and what has he gotten better at? He's, he's, one of, he's one of the best defenders in the league. That hasn't changed. He's a phenomenal passer. But Julian, this whole Ben Simmons working on his three-pointer thing, like, oh my god, Ben Simmons made two three-pointers this year. Like, he's shooting. No, he hasn't. And that's, and that's the problem. Ben Simmons this year has taken five three-pointers all season. Mm-hmm. He's two of five this year. So, technically, he's shooting 40%, whatever. He's taken five three-pointers. He's, he's still absolutely no threat to shoot. I, it's still ridiculous to me because it's almost like because at this point we have established the fact that Simmons can make jump shots. We have established this fact, I believe, and he's got a nice form. I mean, obviously yeah, his free throws I, well, I'll, are still I'll free on that one, but I don't think he has bad form. No, nah, I don't. I don't like it. His elbow is 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 a flare on the side. Shit, he made two out of five though. I'll give. I I gotta give him credit for that. But here's the thing. It doesn't matter right now with the way he's playing because it's kind of funny how with with Simmons because I think he's not taking jump shots intentionally as a way to essentially prove a point to everybody be like okay I'm so good at transition um being driving the ball to the to yeah the um you know creating for teammates and all that I'm so good at that I don't even need to shoot and everybody wants me to shoot all right bet cool I'm not gonna shoot screw you 
I feel like that's kind of what he's doing. No, I to- I totally agree. He's, he's, he's scored his team over. It's 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 kind of it's kind of hilarious, honestly. Shit. I totally agree. And I and I, I blame two people for this. Number one, obviously you have to blame Ben Simmons. His his pure reluctance to shoot a three pointer clogs the paint. It and and my favorite example is early career Marcus Smart. Because Marcus mm-hmm. Smart can shoot threes now. He's been he's been pretty good. Mm-hmm. But early in his career, even though he was only hitting, what, 22% of them, just being a threat to shoot it is better than nothing. Mm-hmm. And people look at him, and you look at the two three-pointers that he's hit, or the five that he's attempted, no one even put their hand up. Mm-hmm. A team is like, oh, well. Like, like they treat Ben Simmons shooting a, like a, like a three-pointer with less urgency than Steph Curry shooting a full-court shot. <laughs> Like I was, I was, I was watching a, a video on uh, on Twitter, uh, Twitter yesterday of like the best, uh, the best three pointer that Steph has hit versus every team, and there was one where he was against Memphis, and uh, and he chucked up a three quarter shot, and the second Jeff Green saw Steph Curry was holding the ball, he, even though he was three quarters court, he panicked and tried to contest. Oh boy, there was more panic there than any shot Ben Simmons has ever taken. Now, the other person I blame, though, is Brett Brown. Mm-hmm. Because if you are the coach of this team, and I, I, I like Brett Brown. I think Brett Brown is a great guy. I would love Brett Brown as an assistant coach on my team. Mm-hmm. But he, he's got to go, I feel mm-hmm. like. I just, I, you can't, this is year three now. And the player who, because remember, when they drafted Simmons, the question was how can Embiid work with Simmons, not how, Sim- not how can Simmons work with Embiid. It, it, it's funny because I feel like, here's the thing. I agree with Brett Brown not being the right coach for this team. But personally, I got to put most of the burden from this, whatever this fucking weird team is on Elton Brand. Well, yeah, no, no, I'm talking about, I'm talking, I'm blaming Brett Brown for Ben Simmons' reluctance to shoot threes, not the roster. I will, I will say yes. I will say yes to that. But the problem is, is that I think this is just what Simmons is at this point. I don't know if there's a coach out there who is going to be like, Ben, you got to shoot threes. Ben Simmons going to be like, all well, right, someone ben, has to. You? Like, well, like, someone who, has who, who to. do that? He's going to, like, kidnap Ben Simmons' family and make him shoot? Like, what? I don't understand, like, how... I don't know how that's going to work. I mean, if Ben Simmons doesn't want to, like, win basketball games or, like, like provide floor space or something like that, I mean, even for this team, I don't think that there's a – I don't really see a coach out there being able to, like – you can't make someone take a certain shot. Like, you know, that that's the thing. You can't – you can't do that, really. I mean, I guess you could do what uh, Jimmy Butler, I think, is doing with, uh, with Bam this year in Miami who – where he's – I think he's finding him. This is either Bam or Harrow. I forget who it is, but he's finding the guy for every game that he doesn't shoot at least, or he doesn't attempt at least one three pointer. Yeah, no, that's fair. Like he's, like, he's got to do something do with Ben Simmons. Though. I, I guess you could, but it doesn't make sense. I mean, Ben Simmons with jump shot is like, it's like a guy saying, it, it's like a guy saying, "Oh, I'm so good looking, I can get girls without even flirting or talking," like. Yeah, you might be really good looking, but like if you don't open your mouth, I mean, there's a ceiling to how like to, to how good your relationship slash you know yeah. I don't want to say sex life, but female encounters is gonna be it's not gonna be that good because you don't open your mouth. That's the thing. 
No, no, I, I totally agree. And <laughs> and I, I'm gonna read. I, I want to read a few uh, a few tweets here from from Kevin O'Connor. Oh, who, yes. um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember this. This was hilarious. This was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I I'm, I'm a big fan of uh, of Kevin O'Connor's rants against against Bel- against uh, Ben Simmons here. But this was his one last night, which I found really interesting. Hard to take the Sixers seriously as contenders with such poor defensive efforts and unimaginative, uh, sorry, excuse me, unimaginative offensive game plans like we saw today versus the Pacers. Scary part is it's more than just one issue. Brett Brown's system, Ben Simmons scoring, lack of shot creators, spacing, and so on. Mm-hmm. And he's totally right. Mm-hmm. And... It's it's scary how many holes there are with a team. Now, defensively, they this team still has more potential, I think, than any non-Clippers team in the league defensively. I agree with that. I even with that. even through all their struggles this year, they are the sixth-ranked defense this year, which still feels low, mm-hmm. but they are the sixth-ranked defense this year. But just as much as Ben Simmons is an issue, Joel Embiid is an issue as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, his his effort night in and night out isn't there. I mean, you have him shutting down Giannis one night, claiming this is why I'm defensive player of the year, and then the next night, does he even jog down the court? Yeah, I mean, for, first of all, I just gotta I gotta give Kevin O'Connor a shout out for talking spicy. You you go, Kevin O'Connor. That's my guy right there. Even though I don't I don't honestly listen to much of his uh his podcast or whatnot. Um, uh, you know the ones that don't yeah. have like Bill Simmons and whatever. But anyway, um, shout out to Kevin O'Connor. Other than that, like, I feel like there's just weird things, like, not even what you said, but in addition to what you said, where, like, like James Ennis played 21 minutes last night, and that's not, like, a weird occurrence on the Sixers. And I'm not and, saying and James as, Ennis is bad. And, like, and, and, I would, and as we have said many times with different players, I like James Ennis. Yeah. I like, 22 minutes of James Ennis. Yeah, exactly. It's like, I... <laughs> Like I, I, I like protein bars, but like I eat regular food. Like I don't understand. It's ridiculous. That thing with that that, that panic point you made is true though. Yeah. Fact. Can I can I can I read Chris, Chris. Ben Simmons or the uh, the Kevin O'Connor Ben Simmons tweet we were both thinking of though? Yeah, 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 yeah. Sad to see Ben Simmons turn into turn into Jaleel Okafor crossed with Michael Carter Williams in the fourth Ooh. quarter. Sixers <laughs> fans should be furious about his lack of offensive development. Simmons is still a cowardly shooter, a half court liability, and Ooh. a detriment to Philly's playoff odds. Man, only people who panic more than, than Kevin O'Connor controversial just... over here. <laughs> only 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 person who panics more than seeing Ben Simmons shoot a three is uh is Chris Christie saying Burger King is closed. That's the only <laughs> Can that's I read, really possible. That's can not a possible scenario. Sponsor this tweet. Yeah, Ben Simmons is Corey Brewer with an IG girlfriend. <laughs> man, he saw the Corey Brewer. Man, was he on the Sixers last year for like a game or two? Yeah, he was. He was decent too. Yeah, he made a few layups. Okay, Corey Booker. Corey. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong one. Okay. Wrong one. Now, okay. Now I think Ben Simmons is being a little, or uh, Kevin O'Connor is being a little bit dramatic, but the point stands: their their team isn't going anywhere until Ben Simmons can start shooting. He's he he really is in a in a fast break scenario, r- running playing full court basketball. He's scary. You see him running at you down the court on a fast break. That's a scary sight. 
He's a great passer on fast breaks. He's a great finisher on fast breaks. But as soon as you get into half-court offense, that's where it becomes the issue. I'm not, I'm, I don't think that just a coaching change can fix this, but certainly it is a step in the right direction. Yeah, I, I, completely, I, I have nothing else to say. I completely agree. Uh, it's it's going to be interesting as far as also like 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 the Sixers are like relying on like Furkan Korkmaz for like the majority of their spacing. Yeah, like he's not been he hasn't been bad this year. If but, you're Philly, if you're Philly, would you trade Ben Simmons? If I'm Philly, yeah. First thing, if I, if I'm Philly, the first thing I'm doing is putting in a is, is putting in a call to Mr. David Griffin about Drew Holiday. That's the very first thing I'm doing. Well, yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Hundred percent, and I think that that's kind of that's really kind of the best situation for them right now because, I mean, when you're looking at other point guards or stuff that they could get in return for Simmons, it's like it's 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 less than inspiring as far yeah. as Drogic's expiring. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, well, expiring, well, they obviously expiring, they obviously yeah. can't trade him this year. Just yeah, exactly. How his contract is. Yeah, but next year, next year's next year, Ben Simmons is going to be making thirty million dollars a year. Ooh, and in. By by 2014, he's going to be making 39 million a year. Well, there, gonna... there, there are issues. I know, I know your answer to this question. I feel like I know your answer to this question. But one last thing: let's say you're starting an expansion team from scratch. Oh God! Who would you rather build around, Jalen Brown or Ben Simmons? Well, that's okay. That's that's not a fair assessment. It's Jaylen, not. Jalen Jalen Brown, depending. Or sorry, Ben Simmons, but it depends on the other people around him. Okay. I, if you're building your team exclusively around Ben Simmons, yeah. Jalen Brown is not a guy you can build your team around. Ben Simmons is. Jalen Brown is a fantastic player. He's an all-star this year. But Jalen Brown isn't a build-your-team-around guy. He's a great complementary option who's also going to score 20 points a game, if that makes sense. Yeah, Ben Simmons is a Ben Simmons is a guy you build around. I would rather have Ben Simmons if I'm building my team around him. If my team is already built and it's not perfect for him, then I'm taking Jalen. It's a perfect distinction. I think exactly the exactly the perfect uh, exactly the perfect place to move on to our next topic. Another trade destination possibility slash trying to. Make the eighth seed in the Western Conference, the oh Phoenix Suns. The Phoenix Suns. Well, how are you feeling about this topic? Okay, I don't even <laughs> know where to start with this team. I, uh, I just I can't. All right, so let, let let let's go through. They haven't had DeAndre Ayton for basically the entire year, mm-hmm. which really kind of influences how you can talk about them. DeAndre Ayton uh, is a guy who was drafted before Luka Doncic, mm-hmm. um, which is problematic in its own right. Mm-hmm. But he's he still is a very good basketball player, and only having him for three games makes it really tough to evaluate the Phoenix Suns. They have Aaron Baines playing 24 minutes per game. Mm-hmm. I love Aaron Baines. Oh, I do too. You know I, I, I am a huge Aaron Baines fan, and Aaron Baines this year has been fantastic. Mm-hmm. Aaron Baines is shooting four three-pointers a game, which is just awesome. <laughs> 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 it's just awesome. I'm all in. I'm all in on Aaron Baines. 
he's aver- he's averaging 13 points a game. He's averaging not, uh, six six rebounds. He's a great defender, as you know, as I've said many times. He's one of the best screen setters in the NBA. But the rest of this roster is questionable. And even with DeAndre Ayton coming back, Kelly Oubre is their second leading scorer. Mm-hmm. And Kelly's been pretty good this year. Kelly Oubre's been, been pretty good. But mm-hmm. Julian, can you even get the eighth seed with Kelly Oubre as your second best as your second leading scorer? Well, here's the thing. I'm not going to—I don't think I'm going to—I think that's a rhetorical question. I'm not going to answer that right now. <laughs> what I will do, Will, is— He's playing 23 minutes a game and Oof. just playing an important role on their team. Well, I'm just going to say this. Um, I'm looking at valleyofthesuns.com, the Phoenix Suns blog site, oh, one of the most entertaining one. sites in basketball. This one's fantastic. Um, do you know what the the top article on on the on the docket is for the for valleyofthesuns.com? Uh, this one's written by Adam Stratton. Can one I guess? Day ago. Can I guess? What is it? Okay, wait. I, I want one hint here. Is okay. it about a veteran player or a, or a young player? A younger player. Okay, then this is what it says: DeAndre Ayton coming back will jettison the Phoenix Suns to the sixth seed in the West. <laughs> Nope, actually. Ah, dang. It. Actually, no. It's quote: Warriors don't have much to offer for Carl Anthony Towns compared to the Suns. Oh God, it's even worse than mine. <laughs> yeah, come on, man. Oh, like, man. The... Also, also, wait, 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 wait. Can I, can I have, can I have uh, just literally thirty seconds on Carl Anthony Towns? Let's do it. Because, because after this, I don't want to talk about this for another four years. Okay. Carl Anthony Towns is in year number one of a five-year contract extension. Mm-hmm. He's not going anywhere. The, I think he could, though. I, I don't no, think he's that's not. out of He's absolutely not, not. He's, he's absolutely, in Minnesota. Who wants to live in Minnesota? It's not up to it's, him. I, it, it, I mean, it, it, it is to a degree. This is a player empowerment era. I mean, he can, he can get out of there if he wants. No, he's 23 years old, and he's in year one of a five-year contract. If he's unhappy, they will fire their entire front office and coaching staff before they trade him. Well, you know, Will, they, they do have, like, one of the more incompetent owners in recent NBA history as far as Glenn Taylor. Honestly, recent and not-so-recent NBA history. I mean, he's been a shit show for a, for a multitude of uh, different reasons for a while. I mean, uh, it, it's like, I agree on the idea, but I think that I'm not putting anything out of the out out of the question as far as um a player's ability to force himself out of the situation. I mean, shit, look at Jimmy Butler did a hell. I know he was in a contract year last year, but I mean, he did a hell of a job. Like players can do this. It's but, very possible. But that doesn't that doesn't match number one his personality at all, and number two, if he seriously starts to like kind of bitch about it. They'll just fire everyone and start from scratch. They're not trading him. He's 23 years old, and he's in year number one. How many 23-year-olds do you know, Will, that want to live in Minnesota? I'm not going to lie. It's a place I've looked at after graduation. Oh, really? Yeah. I've heard it's really nice. Oh, really? They got, like, some nice, like, I don't know. What what are they, like, Arby's or, like, you know, they got yeah, like, some nice I don't boosts? Know. 
to like you can <laughs> go hunt in the woods. I, I don't know. I'm not trying to diss Minnesota. Um, but like, yeah, but I mean, I mean, well, you were the person earlier in this episode talking about how much you're enjoying uh, wearing a T-shirt in San Diego right oh, now. I know what's cold. I know. <laughs> don't don't get me wrong. I know it's cold there. It just it, it looks like it could be a cool place to live. They got they got like these malls and like everything is like connected through like sky tunnels. It looks cool. Are you a mall guy? I like malls. Not a huge. I, I don't know. I've never had like. I've never really been to many malls before. Cause like I one hundred percent prefer to shop in store than online for clothing. That's interesting. I I agree with that actually. I agree with that. Overall. I like to try everything on. I'm more of a. Sh- I'm a shoe guy online. Honestly, yeah. But I'll, I'll say like I'll, there's different. There's different types of malls. Yeah. Indoor malls, and then like there's like the Fulton Mall in in Brooklyn, which is mm-hmm. obviously that's 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 mecca for for anything style related. Well, 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 well Fulton Mall is hardly a mall. That's just like an area of stores. That's that's a mall in the same way Soho is a mall. Well, I guess so, but like Soho is less like it, it, it's less congested. I guess Fulton Mall is bam, 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 bam. Like Models, you got Dr. J's, you got all well, that. So, stuff. so the the main the main stretch Broadway through Soho that is store, 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 store. Honestly, I don't even go to Soho. I went to Soho like I've been to Soho like three, four times, and one of them was on a date. Oh. So, <laughs> I, li- night, I like I Soho. Even, <laughs> I like Soho. Yeah, we've been talking about it for the last few minutes. <laughs> All right. Anyway, back to back to Carl Anthony Towns. He's not getting traded. Now back to the Phoenix Suns. Okay. <laughs> back to the Phoenix Suns. They, I'm not. So th- there's there's these rumors now that they want to trade for Gallinari or Kevin Love. Yep. Now, depending on what they give up, I support Gallinari. Because Gallinari is an expiring contract. If it doesn't work out, they don't have to keep him. Uh, and even if it does, he might not even come back. But in trading for Gallinari, it's banking fully on this year. So if you're giving up very little of actual substance, or sorry, of actual substance, it's not a bad move. Well, I'm going to stop you right there. On Bleacher Report, they said that they may be able to turn Gallinari around for a first-rounder. Oh, the, no. The Thunder would, would be able to turn him around for a first-rounder from the Suns along with Tyler Johnson. Oh, and no. And the Suns also might have an interest in Dennis Schroeder. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. Actually, wait, wait. Let me, let, me, let, me, let me backtrack even more. Okay. If they can get rid of Tyler Johnson, if they, if they, can, if they can do, like... Tyler Johnson and a and like a protected first round pick for Gallinari, then I'm all for it. Dennis Schroeder, I need to look up what his contract is. I don't entirely hate that. He's been playing out of his mind this year. And they certainly don't have a bad Dennis Schroeder has one more year on his deal for fifteen million. That's not bad. It's not bad, but here's the thing. If I'm if I'm thinking about this from, I'm okay. I agree with the majority of what you're saying, and I think that. But it obviously, all depends on what they what they're giving up. Exactly. I mean, because what I'm and thinking also, about. What's, what's the point? Because I like Gallinari's exactly. I like Gallinari's fit in this offense, but. I don't trust the Suns to give him much more of a role than just what Dario Saric is doing already. That's fair. He's like like Gallinari. If we're comparing Gallinari to Saric, player to player, being like 
like Gallinari is obviously the way better player right now. Yes. But schematically, into what the as far as what the Suns are going to use him for, which I think is really just floor spacing and, and and some rebounding because Booker is obviously the focal point of their team. Everything runs through him and Kelly Oubre. I, I don't really see the point that he's kind of just a, better than just just kind of be, a little better than Sarich in the role that he's that Sarich is already in. And but I think more importantly. You said, what, what's the point of this? The Suns are essentially fucking jockeying for, for the 8th seed. They're, there's this weird area in the West right now between like the 8th and uh, like 11, 12 teams where everybody is within like a win of each other. Like Memphis yeah. could make the 8th seed. That's not unrealistic. Memphis could actually make the 8th seed. I hope and... not. We have Celtics have their draft pick. <laughs> oh boy! And you know, yeah, and, and, yeah, and we, 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 picked, we picked a bad year to not have the Sacramento draft pick. Bro, Seriously, exactly. We have to have the one year they're good. Fuck, uh, that that actually sucks. Especially because we'll we'll be getting the Sacram the, the the hashtag Kangs in a few minutes. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's I think it's stupid for the Suns to, and, and you know, because it's a stupid move that Suns and James Jones will likely make it. Um, as far as mortgaging a, bu- a bunch of your future for Gallinari just so you can have a run for the eighth seed and get f- blown up in the first round. Like, yeah, yeah. So bigger it, picture. The Suns have things to be positive about. They have things mm-hmm. to be positive about. Don't mortgage your fucking future like Sacramento did this past offseason to try to be better in the present. That's what I've got to say. No, I agree. I agree. Sac- or, sorry, not Sacramento. Phoenix is in a very interesting spot. They definitely need to get better defensively. I think that should be their their kind of main thing that they're focusing on. But I think that trading for someone like Gallinari is taking... Notice how we haven't even mentioned Kevin Love just because we're both like, why? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's not happening. Yeah, I mean, Kevin Love is like 30 years old. Or is he even older than 30 years old? I don't know. The point, the point is... You know what? Kevin is, Love might get traded to the Suns. It does make sense. Kevin Love, Kevin Love is 31, so and he's on this huge contract. I don't understand why they would trade for Kevin Love. Um, hypothetically, Phoenix should be a free agent destination. Very hypothetically. Um, so I would actually not waste all your cap space. The kind of guys that I would be trying to trade, if I were them, would be for someone like Dwayne Dedman who, as we'll get to with Sacramento, is available. Guys like that, guys that are going to bring a defensive identity. Just because I'm not sure where what their plan is on defense. And you can talk about Devin Booker, Devin Booker, Devin Booker as much as you want, and can you win with him? But the until the rest of the roster gets better, it's really tough to know. Mm-hmm. I agree and, with that. Yeah, and Gallinari... Adding adding someone like that isn't really he'll improve the team. Yeah, no, they might even make the eight seed. Mm-hmm. But for what? You're giving up assets so you can lose in four games to the Clippers or the Lakers or whoever's in first right now. And get left in the in, in free agency by Gallinari. Yes. Oh, by the way, one last one last thing. Speaking of the Cavs, Cavs, I gotta shout out your boy Cody Altman. 
Good move this mm-hmm. week by Cody Altman, who I've been yeah. I've been notoriously up and down on because I think he's made some stupid moves. Even though it might not, even though the Kevin Love move might not actually have been him, it might have been Dan Gilbert. Obviously, we're not gonna. There's there's no point in touching on that right now. Garland and Sexton don't fit together, but. I'm a big fan of him getting Dante Exum for just complete peanuts. I don't even know what they gave away. So the, so the, full, trade, the full trade was Jordan Clarkson for Dante Exum and two second-round picks. Oof. Good job by you, Kobe Altman. What a great job by Cody Altman. I would have traded Jordan Clarkson for, like, a, a bike. but like I, I mean, thought you would have had to yeah. give up picks to get him. <laughs> And and also, I, and also not a terrible trade for Utah too. It's not awful, but like now they're playing. I mean, I mean, on in theory, I just don't like Jordan I mean, Clarkson though. I just don't like Jordan Clarkson. Exactly, Jordan Clarkson plays hero ball for someone who should be nowhere near playing hero ball as far as a lot of his efficiency numbers. And sometimes, I mean, and Jordan Clarkson can like he can win games for you, but he can also lose games for you. He's a classic heat check guy off the bench and. Utah, obviously, they need some kind of scoring. I mean, Catfish Jeff Green, unfortunately, uh, I'm excited to see where he uh, where he lands in the next. Can I give you a spoiler alert? Oh boy, what is it? Lakers. You think so? Probably. <laughs> I could I could see that. That makes sense. Or you could have a nice Celtics homecoming. Why not? So that's all the time we have today. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's 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 be done, Phoenix. Let's get on to Sacramento, who I mentioned so, before with Dwayne Dedman. So yeah. Sacramento is in. Ah, God, what a bad year to not have their draft pick. Yes. So, Sacramento is... They're on an eight-game losing streak. They're not out of the race for the eighth seed. Like, they're only a, they're only like a, two games back. Mm-hmm. But this team is dead. They got punched like. in the mouth. They got punched in the mouth multiple times, and they're yeah. just not getting up in multiple ways. I mean, as far as... They, got, they, got, they obviously got dealt... Multiple. I don't want to say they got dealt. I mean, they kind of screwed themselves in a way. But as far as with the the, the nightmare, the, the mini nightmare that was the Buddy Heald contract negotiations, that's still mm-hmm. the ongoing thing with uh, whatever happens with Bogdanovich when he, when he turned down his extension. What's mm-hmm. going to happen? Well, they can't afford him. And yeah, I mean, they can't. So, um, so, so they they should be trying to trade him. And you know, obviously, uh, Fox got hurt. Bagley got hurt. Tough blows to them, but. It's honestly at the point with me, and, and Fox has struggled since he's been back for the most part. And, and, and you know, even though guys like, you know, Rashawn Holmes is, has done work, my guy, shout out to Rashawn Holmes. And, but I mean, there's, their offseason is, is honestly really screwing them over. It really is. And I'm, I'm, I don't want to sound like I was, like, you know, hoping for misery for a, a miserable Kings fan base, but. I thought that this off. I thought that this off season was was not going to work, and I and I think I'm right so far as far yeah. as Trevor Ariza, great locker room guy. But you can get a great locker room guy that doesn't cost you eleven million dollars a year for like DMPs and like zero so, points a game as he did last night. Like, come on, like what are so, you doing? So, so a few things with with this team. Mm-hmm. Julian, if we were both general managers, we would have had Rashad Holmes on our team. Oh, yes. Rashawn Holmes would be making so much more money than he is now. So Rashawn Holmes is making $5 million this year, and he's averaging 13-9. and That's insane. Great signing. How is he making that little? It's insane. It's insane. Now, can I defend the Dwayne Dedman contract for a second? And and the signing? 
Yeah. It's it's a good contract for a player with his skill set. There's not a lot of cent- defensive minded centers that can shoot threes in the league. Uh-huh. It's not. I certainly didn't foresee Dwayne Dedman falling off a cliff this year. Uh-huh. I will defend that contract because also hypothetically, he's a great fit next to Bagley. Uh-huh. He's a defensive center who can shoot threes and space the floor, which gives Bagley room to work inside and makes it so Bagley doesn't have to guard centers. I agree with that. It you should even... have been a perfect fit with Bagley, but the problem is Bagley has played nine games this year. Yeah. Now, in terms of the rest of their roster, De'Aaron Fox getting hurt has really hurt them. He's missed more than half their games, and in the games that he's been back, he still hasn't been great. Buddy Heald started off the year scorching hot from three, but unless he's playing the Celtics, he really hasn't been that great. <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> one w- one podcast over the summer, I'm going to talk about my all, my my all destroys the Celtics every time they play them first team. Um, you guys probably know if you're listeners that Chris Middleton is the MVP of that team. Um, just random guys. Uh, Andrew Nicholson's on that team. He's not even in the NBA anymore. Yep. Will, Willie Heron Gomez is on that team. Anyway. What a great, great fun roster. Gordon Drogic's probably the starting point guard. Anyway, um, <laughs> anyway, the, here's the biggest problem with their team. They fired a coach who they had no reason to fire. Bingo. And last year they ranked number five in pace in the league. They were able to not be great on defense because they played at such a fast pace and they were like, all right, we'll just try to outscore everyone. So last year, last year, even though they ranked 16th in offense, they ranked in the top 10 in points per game. Mm-hmm. So even though they were giving up a lot of points, they were scoring a lot of points. This year, they ranked 26th in points per game. And the defense hasn't improved at all. So last mm. year, like I said, they were 5th in pace. This year, they're 30th. Eesh. That's a huge difference. And my feeling with that was... That's weird, isn't it? Like I like I always when when you think of Luke Walton, you think of kind of those those teams that he, that he had in uh, in LA, and they were they were pretty fast teams. And so I looked, and sure enough, in his three years, they ranked sixth, second, and and fourth in pace. Mm. They were a fast team. I don't know why he's now taken this whole new approach of we're gonna slow the game down to a halt it doesn't make sense and obviously not having fox for part of that is huge because he's one of the fastest guys if not the fastest guy in the league yeah they got dad bod cory joseph aka the the how much how much money is he making wait how much excuse me what how much money is trey burke making this year trey burke i believe is on a uh on a minimum contract and cory joseph is making 12 million dollars a year (laughs) julian Am, am I am I am I a Derrick Rose fan? Are you a who? A Derrick Rose fan? Uh, n- not particularly, and I think I and, and I'm not either exactly as you know. But, but would I rather have Derrick Rose for a minimum or Corey Joseph for? Tw- would I rather have Ish Smith for a minimum or Corey Joseph for twelve? I'm in on Ish Smith. I'm so in on Ish Smith. Oh my god! Can we can we call up can we call up uh, Tony Roten? What is he doing? <laughs> I'd Nate, Robinson. Nate Robinson has a nice uh, section with the Players' Tribune right now. What's he yeah. doing? Yeah. yeah. 
I mean, I mean, I watched, I watched uh, some big three every once in a while. Catino Mobley is still walking. Yeah, Steve, Steve Francis, I think, plays at like his local rec league somewhere. Yeah, you know, Stefan Marbury's coaching in China. Do you remember, do you remember uh, the guy Milwaukee drafted, Nate Walters? Yes, I do. I just, I just remember he was really white and just like wasn't good in NBA 2K. He was not good. He was. <laughs> but he, you can get him on a minimum. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know where he's playing right now. Yeah. yeah. What's Marty Collins doing? Pr- probably, probably earning less than a million. <laughs> really watched basketball reference right there. <laughs> anyway, anyway, I mean, uh, would I rather have Bob Cousy today for a minimum? Anyway, a, like, a, isn't that a casket? Like, Bob, what, Bob Cousy's alive. There, he is. Yes. You sure? Yeah. I'm googling just, this. I'm googling this. He's he, he's always at the Celtics practice facility. They, they just posted like a picture the other day of him and uh, Kemba. He he is alive. He's 91. He's Damn. It's a fact. Shouts to yeah. Bob Cousy, New York. Shouts out to Bob Cousy. Anyway, um, anyway, well, so the, the the point the point with Sacramento <laughs> is I don't know why they've decided to play at this play at this thirtieth ranked pace. Getting guys back like Fox and Bagley should change things. And honestly, I'm not even sure that I would trade Deadman yet until we see what he looks like with Bagley. But because I mean, for for as for as good as Rashawn Holmes has been. Rashawn Holmes has has taken less three pointers this year than Ben Simmons. Mm-hmm. He's a great center, but he's not a fit with Bagley. I agree. And what do you think, Will? As far as I'm not saying the Kings should fire Luke Walton now, but what do you think about his future with this team and how long the Kings are should and are going to give him? As far as like how how long how long is his string with this team? Well, they have to give him the year. You can't you can't fire a guy who's half the season into his first year. It's not even not even a not even a dumb team would do that. Well, the, prob- the mean, problem with Sacramento the problem with I mean, Sacramento is oh Watson did get fired after like four games. So yeah, but he that was that was in his second season. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Was it? Yeah, the problem, it was. the problem with Sacramento is you need to know why you win and why you lose. Mm. There, there's no, there, unless you can figure that out definitively, you're not going to get better. Mm-hmm. And Sacramento has no idea why they're winning and losing. They're, they're going, they're going as if they're this grit and grind team, despite the fact that they have the most success when they're playing frantically and Buddy Heald is chucking up 35 footers. Mm-hmm. Now, Again, why are they losing? Because they're playing like this. They're not understanding the very just. It's a simple concept, mm-hmm. and until they can figure that out, I don't have, I don't have faith in them putting pulling it together. That being said, I would, I would give, uh, I would, I would give up. Um, or sorry, I would give Luke Walton the rest of the year. No, I'm, I'm not opposed. I'm not opposed. I mean, it's that being said, unless unless I see. Substantial changes. I wouldn't keep them in next year. Yeah, I mean they they gotta. The, the, this just can't keep happening with Luke Walton. I mean he deserves. Obviously, I think like he's kind of in a situation like Alvin Gentry. I mean he hasn't really given been given like the best opportunity with the roster in hand at, at hand. So 
So I think I think it should be given the ben- the benefit of the doubt in, in, in immediately for now. But you know what hey, analogy? You gotta be watching him. Yeah, what's up? You know what? You know what analogy I like about the Sacramento the Sacramento Kings um, off season. Mm-hmm. The Sacramento Kings are the farmer. It's it's like they had a farm, and then they dug up the plant to see if the roots were growing. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Now, no, 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 let me let me explain that. I saw that analogy a few weeks ago, and I was like, I'm going to find the perfect team for that. And it's, it's really the Sacramento genius. team. They, really they, 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 they were having success last year. The roster was growing. And then Vlade Divac and the whole Sacramento front office said, well, let's 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 check to see whether let's, let's check to see the roots. And they signed all these contracts and then they tried to just throw it back in the ground. and It didn't work mm-hmm. now. OK. Let, let, let's get on to another team that's in the race for the uh, for the eighth seed that's currently holding the eighth seed. Oh yes, the San Antonio Spurs, who I don't even. This is a weird team. They play they they play at a fast pace. They're they're in the top half of the league in pace, but I don't like their offense at all. They rank. Last or second to last in the league in three point attempts per game. They shoot more mid ranges than anyone. They don't seem to understand. I kept them going to use this analogy for the same in the same podcast twice. They they don't <laughs> understand why they win and why they lose. Mm. Their their two best players are Lamarcus Aldridge and Demar Derozan. Both of these guys are not great when they're on the court. I mean, mm-hmm. if you if you look at their roster, the Spurs are actually getting outscored when Demar Derozan's on the court. Mm-hmm. They don't seem to understand that they're playing in a style that doesn't actually win for them. They're they're best when when Dejounte Murray's out there. When basically their best lineup is is something along the lines of Dejounte Murray, Lamarcus Aldridge. Uh, Bryn Forbes, Jakob Podol, even and Rudy Gay, maybe and Lonnie Walker. Lonnie Walker actually is their <laughs> actually it's actually their worst rating player. <laughs> when Lonnie Walker's on the court, when Lonnie Walker's on the court, they're getting outscored by six and a half points per game. Hey, my man Lonnie, he's he's coming. He's working hard. I know he's working hard. He's 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 already shown what he can do. Lonnie Lonnie's gonna be back and better than ever. <laughs> now. There's just, there's just a lot wrong with this team, and this is so. Rather than talk about what's wrong with the Spurs, I want to I want to break this into two different categories: Greg Popovich, and what comes next. Well, here's the thing. Well, I gotta stop you there, because when you're thinking, when you're talking about the problems with the Spurs, and I'm kind of a Spurs admirer turned almost kind of fan just because I'm so enamored with the Spurs and their culture and their organization and all the classic Spurs things because it's incredible to me what they've been able to do over this time. Here's the thing. When you talk about the Spurs' problems, I hear DeMar DeRozan, DeMar DeRozan, DeMar DeRozan, and DeMar DeRozan. I'm sorry, DeMar. Like, I've been, I, I've been a fan of DeMar DeRozan for a long time, especially when he was in Toronto Throwing down alley-oops, he used to kick my ass in 2K, it's all good. Compton, USC, all that. I like DeMar DeRozan, but 
watching him out there this year has been just, I don't want to, I, I, calling it a train wreck would not be the right word. Because that, that's like, that sounds kind of mean, right? But it's not fun to watch. That's what it is. Not, uh, for sure, it's not fun to watch. And DeRozan is just, he, he's been just bad this year. I think there's no other way to put it. He's just been like bad this year. And I think when he's on the court and the lack of spacing he provides and just a lot of what his game is right now, I think that, that it, it creates so many different problems for the Spurs that they have to that they have to essentially compensate for in different ways. And the Spurs, you know, they're six and four in their last ten. They're puttering along enough right now. I still think they're they're gonna make the I still think they're gonna make the eighth seed. Yeah. I still think they're gonna make the eighth seed, but I personally, I'm still riding with Pop. I think Pop has still got it. Yes, there's some weird shit in their offense right now, but I think I think I think most of it stems around DeRozan. If the Spurs, the Spurs just need to. I think they they need to obviously, like we said, recognize their youth movement. But they gotta get rid of DeRozan somehow. I mean, it, it's just tough right now. It's yeah, tough. yeah. So so my my very quick pop rant. As someone that's a Patriots fan and is currently a little salty about dynasties right now. Oh, the Patriots gonna win this year. Come on, come on. I think, Patriots I think they, fans I think always in the field. first round. I think Look they lose in the first round, and I think Patriots it's a fallout. Patriots fans are always in their feelings. Come on, Patriots can gonna I, win this year. Can I say I told you so in four days? Okay, well we'll check back on the podcast in four days. I'm interested to see because I'm always happy to see the Patriots fail and and you know you got a hand job craft and Trump supporter Belichick and Brady. Anyway, anyway, so, um, so <laughs> I think I mean the, the the Patriots. Julian, do you do you know that they lost the Dolphins last game? Yeah. I mean, you know, granted, I haven't watched football in like upwards of three, okay. in, like, three years at this point, but like, anyway, I, I anyway, love to so, remind everybody, but like, so, so here, yeah, here's, I heard here's the Dolphins are bad. Thing. Here's yeah. my Popovich thing. I think he might be losing it a little bit. Now, here's my reasoning Team USA, he cut Bam out of bio to keep Mason Plumley. That's, that's, that was a problem. That was bad. In the offseason, he decided that Marcus Morris was worth more than double what Davis Bertans was worth. I think Davis Bertans must be just like a dick in the locker room. That that thing just doesn't make sense. Like, Washington I, loves him. Yeah, maybe it was like maybe he like was mean to the Spurs or something. Maybe he like wouldn't like clean up after himself. And then was, he like, decided Damari like, Carroll. I don't know. Then he decided Damari Carroll was worth the same as what Davis Bertans is worth. It's not true, but I looked, I'm a Damari fan. You know I'm a Damari fan. Are you a $7 million a year Damari fan? It's a little much, but I mean... What about Rudy Gay for $14 million? That's kind of a... The, the Rudy Gay contract was like, Rudy, you've, kind of, you've been a ride or die for a few years. You deserve a little more money, I think. It was like a legacy contract, even though that's far from a legacy. The, the, po- the point is, he's made some questionable personnel decisions over the last few day, over the last year and the style of offense they're playing is very clearly proven to not win in today's league and yes it worked for years in but the years where they had the most success was ironically shooting a lot of threes Remember, it was Danny Green setting the finals record at that time for most threes in the finals. Mm-hmm. And now they just completely abandoned it. 
I think I I I just I don't want to I don't want to seem like the Spurs stand over here, but but I have faith in the structure. I have faith. I I have faith in the process for the Spurs. I think that this is that these are obviously all truth. Excuse me, thing. But I think I think Pop's gonna figure it out. I, I really do think that he's gonna figure it out. He and RC are gonna maybe see the error of their ways and their thinking maybe in the last few months or so. And you know the the greatest basketball coach of all time. I just I just can't. I'm sorry. I just can't bet against the greatest basketball coach of all time until like it's it's really crystal clear that like something's up. I mean, it's the same thing with Belichick. It's the same thing with Belichick. He's the greatest football coach of all time. So. And, and, you know, obviously the Patriots are entering yes, the play- playoffs where coaching matters the most. Shit. Yes, but Belichick, but I'll, even I'll admit, Belichick has been terrible with some of his personnel decisions this year. They oh, have Belichick. no offensive players. Well, Belichick fucks up the personnel, like, every other year. I mean, they still, like, they, they there's been years where the Patriots didn't have, like, any defenders or, like, any wide receivers. They just, like, found, or, or any cornerbacks. They just found, like, the guy... Was it the guy who got the pick at the Super Bowl, like, working at, like, Kmart or, like, Sears or some shit? And well, like, just, he was like, all right, bet, come, come play with us. He was undrafted, yeah, but... I mean, that's I don't the know. thing, I, like, What is Brandon I, I, Bolden doing right now, Will? Brandon Bolden? He's our, uh, he's our kickoff returner this year. Oh, Brandon Bolden's still in the NFL? Yeah. Okay, Jonas Gray. Well, Jonas Gray, that's his own fault for not being in the league. <laughs> that's but Jonas you, you Gray's the, fault. <laughs> you see the point. The Patriots have a revolving door. They got a lot of players that just, like, kind of, that just, like, will literally just be, they'll be contributors on their game. Yeah, well, that's, the, fo- the football team building is totally different than basketball. Yeah, that is true. You know, it's a, it's a nice, it's a so, nice racist league and whatnot. You know. Okay, so let's get to DeMar DeRozan. <laughs> Okay. Because <laughs> he is in the last year of his contract. He's going to be a free agent this year. He's making $28 million this year, which is a lot of money. Uh-huh. And in my mind, there's only one, maybe two, but I don't feel good about the second team that should be trying to trade for him. That should be or will? That should be. Okay. I don't care about who will, because that's, that's not fun. And <clears throat> next. So, <laughs> so, so the team that should is Orlando. Okay, ex- explain. Orlando has no shot creators outside of outside of Vucevic and Terrence Ross, who's making like sixteen million dollars a year. They really don't have anyone that you can say, "Here's the ball, go create a shot." And even Terrence Ross isn't really like that. He's more you, you of a will shoot a lot in the rhythm of the offense. Yeah, and, and and you don't want to be talking yourself into like shot creator Terrence Ross. Like that's not so it's not, it's not healthy for anybody. So here's the reason I think Orlando should trade for him. Okay, they're 14 and 19 this year, but they're still in the eighth seed in the East. They aren't. They have a lot of great players that are kind of. Role players, if that makes sense, they have they have contracts they can use to trade. They have guys that would be enticing, and the best part is, Demar Derozan, just he's done after this year. Like it's fine. Uh-huh. So I, that's the only I, team I think that should trade. But I agree with that. But you know, obviously, if you're the Magic, 
who I think who I'm gonna I'm gonna keep saying it every single episode until it happens. Steve Clifford's gotta go. He's gotta go. I'm sorry. Steve Clifford can coach the shit out of a defense, but he cannot coach an offense to save his life. Mark Hill Fultz and Jonathan Isaac should be getting the ball on the regular. On the regular. Anyway, um, you know, this is obviously we, we forgot to mention, well, this is the Markel Stan report that yes, that is. everybody that, that everybody's listening to right now and our favorite son, our favorite son, Jonathan Isaac. Um uh, but but anyway, uh, <laughs> I, I I agree with that. But like, if you're the magic, you can't even 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 someone like Mo Bamba, yeah. who's still really oh, no, I, really I, raw. I, I, you can't I, you you can't trade anything. someone like that. You can't no, trade someone like that. <laughs> no, no, when, I'm, when I'm talking about a trade for them, I mean like DJ Augustine and Aaron Gordon for Demar Derozan and. Derek White, but even that feels like a lot to give up. Derek White's kind of a lot to give up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> for Aaron well, Gordon, like I, I don't, I don't, I don't know the, I don't know the perfect trade, but they're mm-hmm. the only team that I think that should be doing it. Anyway, we got to wrap up there. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Scorers Table. If you guys are new, uh, subscribe, leave us a good review, rating. We appreciate it. And next episode, we'll probably I'll probably be back in my my Brooklyn apartment. So we'll we'll see you guys then, and uh, hopefully nothing crazy in the NBA happens until then. Yeah, yeah, appreciate you guys for listening. Uh, shout out to our longtime listenership, our first time listenership. We appreciate you all. Make sure to follow us on Instagram, all that stuff. Um, hey, we'll we'll, we'll talk to you guys soon. You're. Yeah.